Hello, this is Naziati Mohamed Yaqub, your host for Talk Architecture Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are. Today's topic is taken from a post in a Facebook group that I'm a member of, which consists mostly of architects. So it was something that has taken my interest to deal with this topic because I have dealt with it many times before in this podcast, and I'm literally um, taking this quote from this post by someone who doesn't want to be known here, um, but has allowed me to take this post into consideration for this discussion. The question that this person mentioned is, how can a new architectural graduate design hideously? Further, they said, I would expect it from someone with no design education, and I get they don't know how things are built in real life bracket, although they should know at least the basic bracket, but not knowing how to design with volumes instead of planes should not be a thing. Word of advice, don't take your good, reliable, well-skilled employees for granted. I will follow this advice when I find one. So feeling disappointed was the emoji that followed it. There are a few points here, and one of the uh, commenters in this um, uh, Facebook post, in particular this one, the person asked uh, in the comments, gosh, I kind of want to see the design now. So the poster, the original poster said, it's embarrassing, so bad that I actually deleted it from the computer. I could not stand it. I literally deleted and read it in front of this person and started to explain basic concepts such as planes and volumes and how we intersect volumes into design. So the commenter said, this piques my curiosity more. There's so much bad stuff out there that was built in the world. Things have to be a matter of subjectivity. The original poster then replied, there are some bad singers making music out there, but a good ear can spot the good from the bad. All right. For some of us, being an employer, we are more discerning because we know that we need to produce um, something for our client that is um, uh, acceptable or at least very good design that uh, will, will make us be appreciated and the client will remember that we did a good job for them. It is a practice and it's to do with economics. So when you employ someone, an architectural graduate that cannot design with volumes, then what's happening? So this particular topic um, uh, st strike a chord to many people and there were comments apart from the one that I mentioned uh, regarding so many other things, you know, it touched on uh, architectural education in general. It, it touched on um, architectural practice and uh, it touched on a lot of other things and attitudes and on talents. So based on what I've mentioned, 
when the original poster said um, hideous, the design so hideous that the poster deleted it. Yeah, the employer, the architect deleted it from the computer. And uh, what does that say? You know, if you were a, a the employee that did that, and your boss came and deleted it, I'm sure you'd be crushed, or you'd be at least very, very annoyed. And we would accept angry. And one thing you could react to your employer and think that you could blame the employer, but you could also try to understand what is it that you did wrong. Maybe you did not design hard enough, but a discerned eye, the employer insisted that uh, the employer can detect a good, a good uh, drawing because they are discerning of a good drawing rather than a bad drawing. In this case, the employee did not know how to draw well, did not know how to uh, design architecture. And the employer mentioned as well um, that uh, somebody with design education should be able to do it. And so design education, which is the core of architecture education, have we focused on design enough in our education system? Has the subject or the design course been uh, made to be a very important um, a subject and the core of the knowledge and skills building? skills building in architecture education or architecture course. It is on paper. Often when you have um, in a semester about, say, 16 credits, 10 credits, or at least eight credits for that semester will be focused on a design subject. So design, if you look in many, many, many curriculums, you notice that it is the priority, but what is really taught in the design course? How to design or how to design my way or the way, the method of, the, of teaching the student how to design is not correct <clears throat> or the practice of teaching is incorrect or lack of. There could be so many things, yeah? Going back to the particular uh, dis, uh, discernment or the particular criticism, focusing on volumes and planes, I get that. I get that very much. Even in first year, the student of architecture should be able to discern or design volumes and not just 2D, not just plans. And not schematics, not in a way that it is a planning layout, but a whole real uh, three-dimensional or even more than three-dimensional architecture experience. And the imagination of that student 
it needs to be developed. Okay, from nothing. You come from a science background or arts background in uh, A-levels or O-levels, yeah, or matriculation, and you're interested to do architecture, you know that is something interesting, or you are asked to do architecture, whatever the circumstances, you need to go and learn architecture. So when you step into the first year, you, are, you study about design principles. That is graphic. Yeah? Usually the graphic communication is being thought and how to draw and so on. But it is not a two-dimensional design. It is not just, it's not like a painting. So the whole attitude of wanting to discern an architectural student from a graphic design student or any other design student is the whole total experience. So coupled with what you learn in the studio, you are taken to uh, many uh, case visits or, or site visits, uh, experiencing different buildings. Uh, imagination comes into uh, fruition here uh, because you experience the different types of spaces, small, big, medium, the volumes of space. You, you go into um, good examples and sometimes you go into bad examples of uh, architecture so that you learn to be critical and you learn what is good and bad. And the lecturer or the person taking you around who understand design will start uh, giving their opinion about the space. And sometimes it seems to be a, uh, too much to take in for a student of architecture. I remember going to his historical uh, buildings, um, sites with my history of architecture and a, a history of architecture professor. And uh, the professor would say, um, you know, this, this one is a, is, a, is a bad version of this one. And I was thinking, what does he mean by that's a bad version? It looks fine to me. It looks like it's credible in my eyes as a second year student. So after a while I understood and I developed the sense of proportion, the sense of understanding about the elements, you know, and I don't understand it as a flat plane, you know. I understand it as being experiencing architecture. So site visits of different uh, buildings, different places, different urban areas, uh, coupled with explanation from the professor or staff at hand is vital for the learning of, of an architecture student. You can't just look and browse in the internet. It is a big challenge when the students were learning architecture during the uh, lockdown of the pandemic. But one thing that we can do because it, I had that experience where you assign the students to check out certain buildings in, in the area that they are in. If they can't go to buildings in the area where they uh, are living, they, you know, you need to have to do extra work to find out what, where, which area they're in and what are the buildings that they could check out. And they would improve on their knowledge of architecture by looking at that building and presenting or being critical about it. And you have to comment on it. It's not, it's not just one-sided. It's not 
only the students are trying to figure it out. You've got to guide them properly. There are a lot of things here when the poster, the original poster employer mentioned in the Facebook group, um, when um, it touches a lot of issues regarding architecture education, and also the person, the, the employee themselves. Um, the employee also needs to understand they are working for someone. It's not a, uh, it's not, a, they have to minimize the mistake, learn quickly the trade because they are being paid to draw. And it is really um, a blow on the, the confidence when the employer deletes their work on the computer. So that is such a shame that it has to come to that situation. So I would say that there is something missing from the uh, journey of learning architecture because you're given more time to explore this when you're doing architecture course at university or polytechnic and so on. You're given more time to, to explore whatever topic, whatever um, type of building uh, exercise given to you and uh, able to massage the plan, able to, to imagine, able to um, create spaces and feel the experience one could have going through the spaces and the functional, uh, formal aspects of the architecture. So this is worrying because that wasn't being done in architecture school than what was. Um, so I go back to the curriculum where you have eight or 10 credits out of 16 or 18 or 20 credits, um, half the amount of credits at least, that semester focusing on architecture. So what is the focus on architecture? You see essay writing and all the creative expressions that go into reflection, and contemplation and uh, meditating on your design. That's fine, you know, it's helping with the narrative and the concepts, but designing architecture not as a flat surface or a painting, designing architecture as more than a sculpture or a model. Designing architecture as architecture using your imagination is the clue, is the vital ingredient, is the thing that every school of architecture and all professors and academics that teach architecture should be mindful of and the students should be guided well. It is teaching architecture. It's not facilitating architecture. In a way, there will be good students and you don't want to mess up, you know, their, their talent by um, giving your two cents or your advice or if you intentionally would like them to be challenged, that's great. But there are most of students of architecture needs to be taught and taught it is the right from the wrong or be critical. So having a stand, having understood what it is to design architecture, not sculpture, not art. So this is the crux of the matter uh, when students of architecture graduate because there are some that just manage to do fantastical drawings 
And if not investigated fully by the tutor or academic staff, I mean, they're not really critical or not really um, study whether the student actually learned or whether they copy-paste or whether they are just good at drawing but not good at drawing architecture in that, from their imagination. If, then the students will go through architecture school thinking that they're doing the right thing because the accolade and the suggestions by the academic staff is that they're doing well, they did fine. But in actual, it's a disservice to the student, whereby when they're employed, such a thing happened. And the thing is becoming more common when I read the Facebook post by other post uh, commenters of that poster. I was thinking, oh my God, this is quite common that such um, lack of skills and the basic skills is not there when being employed in an architectural office. So before I have commented that the cause of this is to do with not designing manually, and I mentioned as well in that, um, in that uh, post that I said um, you have to design manually and uh, really design it uh, in, together with uh, axonometrics and isometrics uh, drawings, uh, your sections then you can get the volumes right and you could explore what architecture is properly and the other integrations would be uh, dealt with in a technical way like structures and services. So as a um, as final conclusion to this, um, it is not only in certain countries, like what I had faced when I was teaching architecture, it is prevalent globally. It's a global problem with architecture design. And we know that the, the introduction of uh, BIM or Revit specialists to do architecture in offices, um, it's a good thing in a way to automate, to make it faster, the drawings, and that the drawings can be read by all the consultants and they could be um, revised and so on in terms of the details. But in terms of the overall concept, the whole idea, in terms of the volume and space design, BIM and Revit comes after. So don't go and design with computer-aided design because your imagination is left for the computer to think for you. Now, tell me if I'm wrong, because this is something that I found after studying the students' work when they are enamored by uh, computer-aided drawings, uh, and tools, um, and they do it for the design. Tell me I'm wrong. And there could be other variations of um, uh, learning that is trying to shortcut, yeah, shortcut to doing um, drawings 
based on uh, graphic design rather than architectural design. So there is a difference there, and I would like to tackle that much more detail using examples that I saw on the internet. I try not to name names here, but uh, you know, trying to be as anonymous as possible. So thank you very much for listening. See you in the next podcast of Talk Architecture.